This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fees. Everybody lies, which is our House MD podcast. For those of you that don't know, we are in the business of covering House MD and tagging Hugh Laurie on Twitter so that uh, eventually he'll come on the show and grace you with his presence. And we'll just ask him uh, 101 Dalmatian questions all day long. Yeah, I'll talk about Black Adder and. <laughs> no. Just uh, 101 Dalmatians. Oh, uh, what about Tomorrowland? Nope. All right. You really want to know about 101 Dalmatians, huh? What was it like working know. with Glenn Close? That's the only question I had right there. <laughs> uh, I'm going to talk to you guys about your gambling problem. <laughs> no, uh, we have... A <laughs> Is that like the uh, pot calling the kettle black there, Mark? Yeah, exactly. I, I am... I am frequently gambling online because, you know, it's it's fun. It's a fun thing to do, and, and I, I win money sometimes. And if you want to win money sometimes and other times lose money because that's how it works, you should go to my bookie. So, Mike, are you familiar with uh, with my bookie's uh, fantastic uh, fantastic interface? They've got the best lines. You know, in you could go to Vegas, you could go to Atlantic City, you could go see uh, what was that? Uh, <laughs> what was those shows in Atlantic City that we? I'm trying to remember what. Uh, oh, I cannot remember what they were, but they were very uh, sad. Oh yeah, there was. Oh, the one was I remember it was uh, like dead singer. They were all dead singers, and they were. Um, yeah, yep, yeah, that's right. It was like an impersonator show. Yeah. So, you know, you could go to Atlantic City, see that show, but you're not going to find the the lines that you're going to get here. You, you won't find lines this good outside of uh, the 1980s. <laughs> and, I mean, come on, think about it. Do you really want to, you know, go take a shower, get dressed, get in your car, go fill it up with gas, drive tens of miles to a casino, get parking, mm-hmm. walk from the parking lot to the casino, and only then, you know, you have to hit an ATM and maybe like, oh, there's a $5 charge for this, you know. Mm-hmm. Once you're there, they're just like sucking money away from you, you know, the second you walk in the door. Absolutely. Or from the privacy of your own home, I mean, you can just go to mybookie.com. Why, why see another person in the world? When yeah. You, when you... What the fuck is going on over there? <laughs> why, uh, we, we've got, we've got musical accompaniments for this. Why see another person when you could just go to uh, mybookie.ag and place your bet. And let let me tell you. So, Mike, if you want to win a lot of money. I do. But you don't want to spend a lot of money. I don't. What you should do is you should do a parlay. These are things I like to do. uh, One of our friends that lives in Las Vegas, Ben and I, we used to do this all the time. You pick like four games, five games, and you put them all together, and if all these things happen, if all these teams win, then you spend a little bit of money, and you make a lot of money. I mean, you know, Norm McDonald does it all the time. And he's, yeah, he's on. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I, don't, I don't know if I want to put that in the end. <laughs> <laughs> he's one of the most successful comedians out there, and, and Norm, Norm's got his own promo code. We've got our own promo code. Penn Jillette has a, a promo code. I'm sure he does for something. 
<laughs> no, for my bookie, I uh, I heard on his podcast oh, earlier. Awesome. So so we're in good company here. So now here's the thing: if you join my booking right now, like right so, now, yes, do it on your computer right now. Use the promo code. Use the promo code late fees. That's L A T E F E E S, all caps. My bookie will double your first deposit. So up to $1,000. So if you deposit $1,000 because you have a severe gambling problem, they will give you another $1,000 to double that severe gambling problem. $1,000 is a lot. That's more than I'd bet. But. You, I mean, who wouldn't take a free thousand dollars? You're you're an idiot if you don't take this offer. I agree, absolutely. So go to mybookie.ag, enter promo code late fees L A T E F E E S, and you will activate I, that offer. Okay, you just got more aggressive with each letter. <laughs> so you know, my bookie, you play, you win, and you get paid. Do it now. But uh, this episode is episode eight entitled Poison. Yeah, I actually knew the title, but. Uh... Oh, I was waiting for you to drop the uh, Bell Biv DeVoe clip or whatever. <laughs> that girl is poison. Um, exactly. But uh, no, so yeah, the episode opens up with the the, the most ridiculous teacher or proctor or, or whatever she is in the world yeah, i felt like this was a bad dream is what was happening at first yeah because they're they're taking a test there are two well, first, yeah two girls are cheating with their uh you know pre uh you know century uh cell phone technology yeah they've got uh they've got flip phones from nokia which you know, with right. the giant texts uh you know uh 18d question mark question mark question mark which, if you uh, went and found that one today, you'd probably be able to turn it on and use it. Yeah, oh, for sure. Snokia's were tanks. Ugh. And then, uh, so yeah, she then she, she loudly clicks her phone shut, which uh, arouses the suspicion of the proctor who, who says, give me that, you're using it to cheat. She's suspicious of everyone, even though she's right in this case. That's like when, uh, like, this girl, like, just, like, so emphatically denied she was cheating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, I love when people do that. It makes me crack up for some reason. It's, like, the re- most ridic- ridiculous thing to do. She's like, she's like, like, I need to cheat. <laughs> <laughs> You're stuck on 15. You really need to cheat. Right. So. I think these are, like, the ACTs or something like that. But, yeah, it's still a, uh, you know, a big test. A calculus test is what they said later. And I don't, I don't, and like, I don't know if it's like just for a regular class. Cause it really did seem like they were, it was the SATs or something. So I thought the one at first was, uh, at the ACTs or something like that. And then the one later is at the calculus thing. Cause they mentioned the one later is like a calculus student. I think the main character is supposed to be a calculus student. Maybe they both are. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, so, uh, the, the, this dude, he's like, Hey, I gotta go to the bathroom. And he tries to get up. Uh, he's 
he's like slurring his speech. Something is clearly wrong. And the proctor's like, oh, you got guys in the bathroom. Like the guy's fucking sweating bullets, like grabbing yeah. his stomach, like saying the wrong word for uh, for bathroom. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. Like, like she expects like a, a grand conspiracy to help him cheat on his test. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then she's like, fine, I'll get you an escort. He collapses to the ground. And then she's... It's like, I expected her to be like, uh, what does she have the uh, answers written on her uh, blouse or something? Yeah, I think I think when he uh, does, I think when he collapses, she says, eyes on your own paper. <laughs> she does. <laughs> and the girl's like, something's really wrong with him. Call somebody, you idiot. I mean, his, his head did bounce off the floor. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Sounded like a coconut uh, being hurled against a wall. <laughs> So uh, he goes to, uh, somehow he gets to Foreman. I don't know how. Maybe he went to the ER, I guess. But Foreman Probably, is, yeah. Foreman's like, hey, let's take this case. And House, kind of echoing the when Cameron was bringing him the case, was like, hey, you know, why do you, uh, why do you want this case? He's like, oh, you care about this kid? And he's like, um, you know, he's, he's listing all these things. He's like, hey, his heart rate's uh, really dropping. It's not responding to this. And. That house realizes he's like, you don't care about this fucking kid at all. You, you this case is just interesting to you, and uh, he's like, good, that'll make us uh, objective, and so he takes the case. the The kid's heart rate is declining. They quickly determine that it's a toxin, uh, but they don't know which one, and they don't know where it came from. Right, which is the problem. Right. I don't, I mean, I I would think you'd be able to test the blood, but I mean, I guess not. I don't know. I think they do a screen, but they can't really quite narrow it down for some reason. Yeah, it's some sort of phosphate or something like that, but they're not sure which one. Um, then the, the mother comes in and she's, you know, obviously frantic. Yeah. Um, and then so Chase uh, goes over to her and, uh, you know, says, oh, does your son, you know, does he take drugs? You know, is, is he on something? I can't help you if you don't tell me what he's on. Mm-hmm. And then uh, she's like, uh, no, he doesn't take drugs. They even tested his hair and, uh, you know, like uh, secretly. So I wouldn't, you know, ruin his trust. And he doesn't take drugs. He's not, you know, positive for anything. Right. Yeah, she she does not. She does not um, trust him, apparently. But he's a teenage boy. So, I mean, I can't really uh, blame her. Yeah, that's still fucked up. I mean, you don't have uh, enough trust to, you know, ask someone. It's like you're clearly not having like a great relationship. Yeah, oh, for sure. She's a very controlling much like person. In our last, much like in our last episode where the uh, guy's giving his wife uh, like beta blockers. So mm. lower sex. Yeah, which was never um, never addressed at all. No, they didn't seem to mind, really. No. But, uh, yeah, anyway, so, yeah, at first House thinks maybe it's drugs, and uh, he, you know, he says, hey, go to the, go to the guy's place and uh yeah, i like how casual they are with it at this point mm-hmm. because like it's like yeah just go break into his house like it's not even questioned like at no point do they ever question it anymore it's right like, eh, fuck we gotta do some b and e so they go to his house they find some tomato sauce uh which has a lid that's that's uh bubbled up and Cameron says that can be yeah. a sign of, uh, inf- you know, uh, bacterial contamination. Yeah, yeah, because they uh, they think it might be botulism. Because if mm-hmm. the can seal is the seals up, then it's not properly sealed. So you know, yep. Maybe this lady spent more time, a little more time, paying attention to you know her, uh, you know, canning and not worrying about her son's drug use uh, 
she wouldn't have botulism potential in her house. Exactly. So yeah, and then like they say that he ate like he made a pizza with the spaghetti sauce. Which is, I mean, spaghetti. I guess you could do that. It's I, I don't know. I, isn't spaghetti sauce and pizza sauce like different? Yeah, they're they're slightly different consistencies and different. They're they're made a little bit like usually spaghetti sauce is a little bit sweeter than pizza sauce. This kid does not give a fuck. No man, he's fucking riding on the edge. You know, making a pizza for a late night snack. He studying. He doesn't give a shit. So he, uh, yeah. So they're they're testing it. House comes in and grabs uh, a tongue depressor and just eats some. <laughs> they're like, "What the yeah. fuck?" And he's like, uh, "Yeah, he just had a seizure, which is not a uh, not um, a sign it's of bo- botulism, it's not a botulism thing, or even drug use at this point." They're saying, "Right." So that's so when they figure poison. out that it's a, some sort of uh, contain like poison. Yeah, and Foreman, like, uh, again, there's, like, some obscure study that only one character knows about. He had, like, Mm -hmm. a former mentor that said you could, like, precisely target which, you know, poison it is. Yep. If only you could figure out what it is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And so, yeah, Chase is like, you know, which one should we order? And House and Foreman at the same time say all of them. They, they, a lot of the characters point out the similarities between House and Foreman in this episode, right down to the shoes. They're wearing the same shoes. Yeah, it's pretty funny. And House says, uh, I, I paid less for mine. I bought mine online. But, uh, yeah, yeah so, so next. Chase, Chase, uh, Chase uh, we, I forgot to mention that in the process when he asked her about the drug. He goes, oh, you, I use drugs, you know, at a certain age. It's not, my parents didn't know. Yeah, which a... uh, completely episode title worthy poisons him in the uh, the mother's mind because yeah. she thinks of him as like this crazy like drug addict now. <laughs> so funny. Oh man, but uh, so so they're like um, basically they they're like we'll go to the house and see what you could find that might you know. Yeah, so po- they break back. They return to the scene of the crime. They break back into the house. Yep. And they find some like giant metal things of poison. Yeah, is what they find. And yeah. then the mom's like, "Oh, it was empty. It couldn't possibly be that. Be that." Right. She's like, "Hey, you couldn't use. Um, you could." She said, "What she said is, it was a project at school, and you weren't yet allowed to use uh, pesticides. So he had found this old can and washed it out and filled it with some organic shit or whatever." Yeah, like orange peels, I think. Yeah, and House is House uh, rightly says um, she's basically condemning her 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 son to die on the the belief that a teenager washed something. Right. <laughs> Which prob- it, it makes a lot of sense. Right. So uh, you know he goes in there and he's like um, he reads her this ridiculous uh, like uh, whatever waiver thing. Where, yeah, um, he wants to get a court order to uh, make them treat, uh, because the mother refuses because mm-hmm. she's lost all trust in Chase because she thinks he's like, I mean, and, and rightly so, I mean, the mom's kind of an asshole in this whole episode, but I mean, I mean, she's really the first person to really call out on, like, you're doing all these weird procedures and you clearly don't know what the fuck is going on. Yes! Which, I mean, is that's what happens in every episode, but she's like the first person to, like, flat out say it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, so House just wants, like, he, he doesn't care. He's like, yeah, we'll get a court order. And, like, Cuddy's like, no, you'll never get it because, you know, there's, it's just, she, she disagrees with you. That's the only thing you can really say is why you got the order. 
Mm-hmm. So she gives House this waiver, and House just goes and like gives her like the most sarcastic like speech. He's like, "Oh yeah, just sign this thing that you don't care about your son's life, and you know you'd rather he die than you know." And this is like the most like you know grieving, uh, guilt-ridden speech ever. And so of course she goes, "Okay, go ahead and do your crazy treatment." Yeah, and he's about to do it because she was because she asked. She's like, "Well, what's the if he doesn't have this, then what is going to happen?" And they were like, well, you know, theoretically, then it makes him a thousand times worse. <laughs> I, like how they, I like how every treatment, like, it's it's always, like, one or two, but then, like, it's like, well, I can't do the other. It's never, like, a benign thing, you know? It's never like, right. well, I don't really do anything, you know? I mean, they're both kind of similar in the mechanism. I mean, they both affect, you know, the eyes or whatever it is this week, you know? So clearly, you know, <laughs> they'll have some kind of overlap, and, you know, they shouldn't be too different. But, it, no, it's always like, well, this one will kill you. Mm-hmm. So he's about to do the treatment when suddenly another patient comes in with the exact same symptoms. Yeah, they're identical, so... Yeah, and it's an Asian kid, so, like, immediately I thought to myself, oh, here comes the minority that's going to die in order to save the uh, the white person. <laughs> right. But it doesn't happen. Spoilers. Um, yeah, right. He's not. He's not uh, the child of a lesbian couple, so they spare him. Yeah, he's got a, a good heterosexual family, <laughs> but they do. They do have a stereotype in here where house goes. So they, I'll real quick. They send them back to the house again, <laughs> and to the Asian kid's house to go through and find anything that they could have in common and he basically he goes through um because he goes through the the house goes through the timeline and he's like uh it's got to be something that absorbed through their skin uh you know if it's this severe that it happened you know around four hours to you know one hour to four hours ago and that would have been you know not when they were on the bus because because they shared uh one of the things they shared in common was they went to the same bus but um you know, they, they determined that that wasn't it. So they go to the house. So go, yep. No, they, they go to the bus. Yeah. <laughs> and the bus driver's like a complete asshole. Yes. They're like, well, you might have poisoned. He's like, well, I, I have a, I have a cross meeting, cross uh, country meeting to get to or something. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Hey, if you're not up from the police or the union, then go fuck yourself is what he says. And, or- they're like, you know, two kids on your bus are going to die. We need to find out what's poisoned them. So uh, he's well, I saw a truck spraying something. Yeah. He's like, it smelled really weird, too. And then he looks at Cameron and he goes, hey, I got a rash on my uh, crotch. You want to look at it or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> what when would that line ever work? I don't know. Like, ooh, a rash. Hold on, let me uh, get a mop uh, over here. I'm going to be dripping wet. <laughs> exactly. Tell me more about this crotch rash. But, uh, so, they go to the houses, and, you know, it's Foreman and Cameron on the phone with each other, basically comparing what uh, the different products. Um, and they all have, like, the, you know, non... Uh, it, they're all, like, super healthy stuff, which... Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous because I mean the odds that two people are like so into the you know environment and stuff that they'll have the exact same products. Right. I mean, the odds are not likely, but whatever. 
But they they finally come down to something that they have in common, which is the uh, detergent that they use for their washing. And House goes up to the Asian parents and he says, hey, you know, the clothes he was wearing, he he washed them uh, this morning, right? And they're like, what? And he's like, good Asian boy does the laundry, right? (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, no. And he's like, well, last night without you guys knowing it, right? And she goes, no, the the clothes were new. They had never been washed. And he's like, oh, okay. So then uh, House, it's like, this is more believable. Instead of like a big eureka moment, it, it is more like like figuring out a you know like a crime case or something like that. Because once he gets that piece of information, he's like, okay, Matt, uh, Matt, that was the guy's name. He's like, what about Matt's clothes? Were they new? And he's like, I don't know. They looked old. So they go down and they find them. And he and Chase just dismissively showing what an idiot he is. It's just like, yeah, they're old. And uh, House looks at the label and he's like, label's new. He goes, you know, they're they're distressed or whatever. Um, you know, they're supposed to look like they're old. And, uh, like Chase is like, how could they both have, you know, like get the same illness from different pairs of jeans or whatever. And he's like, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure they did. So let's test them. So they test them. And sure enough, uh, some kind of poison on there. They, um, they treat them and both of them end up being okay. Well, oh, wait. So the, the Asian, the Asian couple, because they weren't subjected to a bunch of, uh, experiments are like, yeah, of course, treat him with uh, this stuff. Now that you know what he's got, uh, the mom does not want to do it. She wants to wait for the CDC to call. Yeah. She even called the CDC, like, mm-hmm. you, you know, which is like way, way beyond what she should be. Yeah. Not even just a second opinion from another doctor. She called the CDC. Yeah. <laughs> So then she she goes uh, like a uh, house comes in and sits down in the bedroom or sits down in the the uh, waiting room the you know the hospital room with her uh, with the drug <laughs> puts the drug down she's like what are you doing and he's like I'm gonna wait here till the CDC calls because uh, you know I want to be able to give him the drug right away and um, you know he's like hey you know if you want to see what happens with the other guy first uh, that's fine even though you know your son might die before then. And she's, you know, she's all pissed off. Then the phone rings. She answers it. And it's supposedly the CDC telling her, you know, oh, we can't really help. And uh, she's like, well, give him the drug. You know, like she's resigned at this point. So he gives him the drug. You know, they get better. And uh, both of them get better. And then um, they find out that the reason that they both got poisoned is some asshole was selling knockoff jeans, like jeans he stole or I don't know, whatever, out of the back of his truck for like five bucks a pair. Um, and his other job was spraying chemicals all over the place. So right. he uh, he spilled some chemicals on there and was like, ah, it'll, it'll be fine. It's another thing like you, uh, last week with the, um, the sleeping sickness. Like, why is this guy also not, you know, in the hospital? Yeah, exactly. Apparently he's just, like, coated with these chemicals so much so that he touches a pair of jeans and there's so much poison on him that he gets these kids. Right, but he's just totally fine. Yeah, this uh, this episode, uh, this kind of poisoning, uh, this is actually on the zebra scale. It's a 5 out of 10. They, they say it's actually the most common form of poisoning, mm-hmm. but it, it's more often uh, to happen in, like, more rural areas, which they kind of allude to in this because it's, like, 
on this long bus route, apparently. Like, yeah. Or at least people who live 10 miles apart, like, are on the same. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so it's, it, it is pretty, you know, realistic in the sense that it's, you know, definitely can happen to you. One of the things I thought was funny is that Chase, uh, Chase walks up and he's like, Oh, this is the CDC or whatever, you know, and house is like just the worst, like Southern accent. Like I, I think it guess it's supposed to be a Georgia accent and house goes, you fooled her with that. <laughs> Another funny part was, uh, at one point, uh, a house called chase. He called them British. He goes, I'm Australian. Yeah. He's a, you got the, you got the queen on your money. You're British. Uh, and then, um, the uh, the mother kind of affirming that uh, Foreman and House are the same. Uh, the the kids like, hey, who are those guys? And she's like, those are the arrogant assholes that saved your life. Right. Um, oh, we forgot the whole B story. Yeah, I, I was just thinking about that too. The B yeah, story yeah. doesn't really have much to do with anything, but it is kind of fun, I guess. Yeah, it's uh, it's actually uh, Kurt Fuller. He uh, he played Carl on uh, That's My Bush. He's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah. He plays a guy who brings his like eighty year old mother into the clinic. She's like been very amorous lately. She's apparently uh, gotten a wind of Ashton Kutcher and is just can't get over him. What movie so, do you think that is? So he, she, I was really I was really curious about that. I was trying really hard to think about that, which is ridiculous because was, was it Gone with the Wind? I think she had. Yeah, she was supposed to be getting Gone with the Wind, but instead she got uh, she got an Ashton Kutcher something movie. with him in it. Yeah. At first, I thought it was like going to say like they had like a porno in there. Like instead of Gone with the Wind, they got like a porn parody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was but thinking no, too. Something, something with. Yeah, I, I really, I really was curious as to what that might be. I mean, was it like a specific one they were, jo- were joking about? I, I think it's just a random, you know, Ashton Kutcher movie. She she does say that uh, that house reminds her of Ashton Kutcher, which I think is funny. Right. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, so- so they go away, uh, they do some kind of test on her, um, and of course, uh, the son's very embarrassed, uh, she writes some, uh, letters to House, I think, th- doesn't he say, doesn't he diagnose, at the, and then she comes back, um, Wilson finds the letters, he reads them, you know, in front of everybody, and, like, he tells everybody, it's, like, from this geriatric patient, they all have a good laugh, you know, as mm-hmm. they, uh, break every possible law involved in the healthcare industry at the same time. Right! <laughs> Then um then so the son comes back and then the mother's like oh yeah well I had syphilis back in the in 1939 and she you know the son finds out that his mom had been with uh you know other men than his father which she's like oh but she's like oh I just loved your father but so you know fuck these other guys <laughs> yeah um but yeah so she had syphilis <laughs> and she was treated so I think and I think this actually can happen um so you might want to check Mark I think the syphilis comes back like is what happened to this woman so yeah like, kind of like chewing at her brain stem. Yeah, it's called neurosyphilis. It's definitely a thing. Yeah, so she was like, that's what, that explained her sudden, like, you know, change in behavior because she had said, like, you know, again, to the sons of stress, like, well, I had sex, like, 15 years ago. And, like, he's like, oh, but Dad died eight years. He's like, yeah, we, we were having sex, you know, you know, into our, like, you know, 70s or whatever. Right. Um, which, you know, shocked him. Um, but yeah, so she uh, she's got this thing, and like House says, "Well, take these pills. You'll you'll still be feeling happy for the rest of your life," which she was really happy to hear. Mm. And then she promises that once she feels better, she'll come back to uh, you know pay him a visit for a checkup. Right. For he she wants a pelvic exam. Yeah. So you know House is gonna get something going on there. Yeah, House is gonna be prying some grilled cheese apart. So. 
<laughs> so here's the movies that it could be because the first season of House was 2005. So here's some movies that, that with Ashton that Ashton Kutcher in it that it could be. Uh, Coming soon, never heard of it. Uh, it came out in '99. I'm guessing he had a small role in it. Uh, Down to You, where he played Jim Morrison. Was that the Jim Morrison? Um, no, I guess it's just. I don't think so. It's I a Freddie Prince a... Selma Blair movie. Huh. Uh, Reindeer Games, where he played college kids. I'm guessing it's not that. Dude, where's my car? Which was the first thing I thought of. Although I don't know how that gets gets mistaken for Gone with the Wind. Um, oh. Just Married, where the movie he was in with uh, uh, Rest in Peace. Um, Brittany something. Brittany Murphy, yeah. Uh, my Boss's Daughter, uh, which I've seen. What's weird is I've seen most of these movies <laughs> for some reason. Uh, Did you once say that uh, you can see why Wood found Sean Connery attractive? No. <laughs> uh, cheaper by the dozen, uh, which you know I saw because um, uh, yeah. Lizzie McGuire was in it. I can't remember her real name. Hil- Hillary Duff. <laughs> Hillary Duff was in it. Uh, the butterfly effect, which I'm gonna guess it's not that because that no. wouldn't be uh, a uh, like a sexy time movie or anything like that. And then the one that it might be, because it starts with G, and it came out in 2005, Guess Who? The, uh, I don't know. The Guess Who's Coming to Dinner remake. Yeah, I don't know. But one of those is my guess. Well, one of the, it's got to be one of those, because those are the only movies that came out before this episode of House that he was in. So. Yeah, so... Uh... You know, House is going to be able to bang this lady later. Um, everything's... I, I thought it was a pretty good episode. Um, mm, yeah, The whole fun. part at the end about the about the, the counterfeit jeans was kind of ridiculous. Yes. I don't know if that was a joke, because there's a Simpsons episode where there's counterfeit jeans that figure heavily into the plot as well. Oh, yeah, in uh, in um, Homer's car hole. Exactly, yep. <laughs> and also, I think in... Uh, in there's a movie called Knockoff with Jean-Claude Van Damme and uh, Dennis Rodman. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> Is the plot of this movie that he's trying to take down someone who's making knockoff jeans? Exploding knockoff jeans. <laughs> oh my god. I, I've never seen it, but I read the description and I could not stop laughing. Oh my Exploding knockoff jeans. Oh, I've got to see. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I got to see the description of this uh, knockoff movie. I believe Dennis Robbins in this. Oh, okay. Either him or Rob Schneider. Rob, yeah, right. I see Rob Schneider. It's a 1998 film starring Jacqueline Van Damme, Rob Schneider, uh, Lila Roshan. Uh, Paul Sorvino was in it. Wow. Uh, what is the plot of knockoff? Marcus Ray, Jean-Claude Van Damme, a sales representative. <laughs> he's, he's just some giant action guy. He's a sales rep for V6 jeans. And his partner, Tommy Hendricks, Rob Schneider, are about to be busted for selling knockoff jeans. Which they helpfully describe as a low-quality imitation of well-known products. Uh, their American contact, Karen Lee, 
who is not only their employer, but a CIA agent. <laughs> what the fuck? Sent to find the mole in their operation is threatening them with a jail term if they do not prove their innocence. Meanwhile, Ray and Hendricks meet up with Harry John jo- Johansson, who is a CIA agent that just happens to be a double agent for the Russian what? mafia and a ringleader to the terrorists. What the fuck? So he's he's a ringleader to terrorists and he's in the Russian mafia and the CIA. Yeah. Uh, he tells Ray that Hendricks is really a CIA agent and that they need Ray's support. Ray and Hendricks then learn that Skinny Wang. <laughs> <laughs> is involved with the knockoff jeans and they seek him out, which results in the death of Wang and the pursuit of angry workers who are loyal to Wang and who are under the impression that Ray and Hendricks killed him. I don't understand anything that's going on yet. Yeah, I don't so so they're they're selling these jeans and then they're surprised by this jean company that they're selling for? Is that what's happening? I guess. I don't know. Like the Eros Umbros, the uh, snake eating its own tail. Ray and Hendricks then learn that these knockoff genes are laden with nanobombs, which were developed See? by former KGB operatives who are in league with international terrorists that are utilizing a Russian mafia scheme to bring this deadly technology to the black market and extort, how much is this, $100 million in monthly revenue. <laughs> From the world's superpowers. They, their demand is $100 million a month. What the fuck are they going to do with that? This particular order is to be shipped to the U.S. Furthermore, we discover that the CIA headquarters in Hong Kong is located on Lantau Island inside a huge Buddha statue, which is later blown up. What the fuck? That has, that has nothing to do with the plot of the movie. That's just like, hey, I thought it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's how action movies work, Mark. In the end, Hong Kong is safe, and so is the rest of the world. How? What? Wait, wait, what? so this takes place in Hong Kong? Is this what's happening? I don't know, I guess. But I don't understand. Like, it just says, it goes through that, all that detail, and it just says, in the end, Hong Kong is safe, and so is the rest of the world. How? How did that happen? <laughs> I'm going to shirt that says, in the end, Hong Kong was safe. Oh, my God. Jean-Claude Van Damme's character's name is Marcus Ray. That that might be the worst character name for him ever. Uh, better than uh, Chase LeBron. Chase LeBron. What the fuck is it? It's really ridiculous. In, uh... Chase LeBaron? No, it, it's really ridiculous and hard to target. It's like Chase LaCroix or something like that. Oh, Wow. This movie was made for $35 million and made 10.3. Wow. I heard the one with uh, Van Damme and Dennis Rodman. At one point, Dennis Rodman has a uh, basketball-shaped parachute. Oh, my God. I think that's called Double Team or something like that. Yeah, I I think you're... Hmm. So he has a movie with the word... uh, Van Damme does with the word double in the title where it's him playing his own brother. I thought that was... But that might not be. Maybe it's double drip. I I don't know. It's 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 something. Oh my god! It holds an eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Liberals. Uh, let's see. Yeah, it's called Double Team. So what am I gonna do with him and him? Um. Let's see. Jean 
Claude Van Damme, Belgian actor. Let me double look, image, maybe. Let me look up his filmography. Double Jeopardy, the uh, the Ashley Judd movie. <laughs> Let's see career. Oh my god! Don't they just have a no? I don't want. Ugh. I just want his filmography. I don't want like a like a narrative form of his career. I don't need to be taken on a journey, Wikipedia. Let's see. Uh, double Impact. I just thought of it a second before you said that. Yep, Double Impact. The 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 cover of Double Impact is hilarious because it's you know it's it's just him and him, but he's got like two different uh two different very Jean Claude Van Damme looks on his face. Yeah, one of the brothers is a rich and the other one's poor. Nice. I've been a lot of ladies about that cover, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Two, two Jean-Claude Van Damme at the same time. Double impact. I think you do the split suit, ladies. You you know this. DVDA. Um, uh, yeah, but yeah, so one's rich and one's poor. It's just like uh, Patty Duke. Uh, uh, John Aston's former wife from the Patty Duke yep. show. His young wife. Oh, well, that is our episode of all everybody lies and the John Claude Van Damme minute. <laughs> uh, do, yeah, exactly. Do stuff for us, you know. All hail Mike and Mark. Zeno. Yep, and Zeno. Go find a volcano and crawl into it, or if you don't want to do that, tell friends about the show. Those are your options. And get your, uh, get your fucking, uh, you know, your, uh, your things checked. What do you call them? <laughs> your, your souls that are, you know, your souls that get stuck in your body. We talked about this. Damons? No, no, not, uh. Oh, not your, your, you know, your Thetans, you mean? Yes, get your Thetans checked. Yeah, okay. Yeah, get a Thetan count and, uh, you That know, was worth it. Get to clear. <laughs> yeah. All right, we will see you next week. Bye. See you next time.